1: Understanding humility, next on Times of Refreshing, with our teacher and pastor, Napoleon Kaufman. Humility it can be a challenge for even the best of us. Yet, there are areas in our lives where God will use that to grow humility in us. Humility, the mind of James. We're in James chapter four and we would invite you to join us there. This is times of refreshing with Pastor Napoleon Kaufman from the Well, a Christian community here in Livermore, California. Won't you join us? We're taking a look at humility and how it benefits us challenging as it may be. it is something we desperately need in our lives if we are to flourish. As Christians, join us. Here's Pastor Napoleon Kaufman now with today's broadcast.
2: Jesus' mindset was bent on doing his Father's will, being submitted to his Father's will. So, in essence, he had given up his will and had given in to the will of the Father. He united his will with the Father's will. And I think this is the same thing that has to happen to us, but it starts with us within our minds desiring, believing, and knowing that this is something that God wants to do in my life. And this is something that I must do. I must submit my will over to God. It's not about me. It's not about my, what I want. It's not about my life's pursuits. It's about me aligning myself with God's will for my life. And this is what I want to do. And I want to develop a mindset that is constantly bid on, on, on the will of God. How does God want me to dress? Where does God want me to work? Who does God want me to marry? Where does God want me to live? I want God to be involved in every area and aspect of my life. God, I want your will in my life. God, I want your will to be made known to me. I don't want to just be a person that goes to church, but I'm pursuing all this crazy stuff and asking you to bless it. I want to know what you want because I know it's going to be blessed. And this is tough because what happens is when we come to Christ, we're so used to just doing our own thing. And our mind will tell us, it's okay. Just do what you want. God's going to bless you. Don't worry about it. And the devil comes along. He starts whispering. But when we make up our mind that my will is going to be in alignment with the will of God. And that is my desire and pursuits in life. We'll start positioning ourselves for sustained blessings. And we start realizing that, you know what? Church is not about me. Ministry is not about me. All of it is not about me. It's all about God. And that's why I'm here. It's for God's glory. And so my mind starts to go in this direction. God, what's on your agenda this morning? What you got for me today? What we got? Come on, God, let's go. I want to get in line with your will this morning. What what you got for us to do today? It's all about your will. When I tell you right now, when I'm preaching on stuff like this, I just know people's flesh is squirming. People's flesh is squirming. Oh, uh, is, this isn't... Man, this isn't the preaching I came to hear. I, you know, I heard him on the radio, but he wasn't talking like this on the radio. What's going, no, no, we're going to get it all. We're getting it all. We're getting it all. We're getting it all. Why? Because we want our minds to align with God's will. We want to be thinking. Jesus had this mindset. And we're going to get into this mindset really that he had. But we're thinking about this. Your mind... I want my mind to line up with the will of God. I'm thinking about the will. of He says affections, affections. This word, let this mind be in you, let this mind be, it also involves your affections. So now, not only is my mind aligned with God, but now my, and with God's will, but my mind is also aligned from an emotional standpoint with God. So now God wants us to begin to feel the way he feels. And as we feel the way he feels, we begin to think the way he thinks. Or we think we think the, the same way about things that he thinks about things. And we feel the same way that he feels. And all of us here in this, re, in this room have to learn to embrace this about our relationship with God. It's not about the way you feel. It's about the way he feels. His affections become my affections. And I start to think along those lines. I start to think along those lines. And as we do this, something is aligning with God. We're enjoying enjoying ourselves with God. I'm not an emotional roller coaster from an affection standpoint. My affections aren't a loose cannon. My affections are aligned with the mind and will of God. So that now I'm starting to love the things that he loves and hate the things that he hates. and My emotions get wrapped into his emotions. And now it's just not a being emotional. It's about being emotionally led. Because why? I'm, I'm aligning myself with God. And I start to think a certain way about things. And our, and our hearts have to align this way. This is how Jesus operated. Have you ever read the Gospels? Jesus wasn't walking around crying over everything flipping on over everything he saw all kinds of stuff and in some ways when we thought that he like some individuals who saw the woman who was caught in adultery we might have been one of those that picked up a rock but he didn't see her the same way he wasn't thinking about her the same way because he wasn't feeling the same way that the sadducees and pharisees were feeling about her and i think it's important that we realize that god Feels a certain way. He feels. He has affections. God, help me to align myself with your affections. God may not look at the big house that you feel so great about and like it. Or think it's the best option for you. Do we look and say, but us, we bond in the devil. God said, no, you're not ready for that. And we make emotional decisions. Watching American Greed is emotion. People make emotional decisions. ah. This is an opportunity. And let me say this. And I know this is kind of painful to talk about. And I, and I, and I want to talk about it. Because I think it's necessary. Even when we had the whole dot com boom going. And people buying houses. And oh. Most of the decisions were emotional decisions. They weren't spirit led. We want to tie our affections to Christ. And he says not only this word means. That our affections are in alignment. He says also our conscience. And so from a mental standpoint, we want to let this mind be in us, which was also in Christ Jesus. This mindset had to do with this, his will, had to do with his affection, but it's also his conscience. That he was consciously aware of God's, his father's presence, and he was consciously aware of the fact and the need for humility and the power of humility in his life. As we read down, we're going to see this. This was, a, this was a part of his conscience. A, and some of us, we have to learn the value of having a humble mind and thought process. It doesn't mean you beat yourself up. It doesn't mean you have a false humility. But it does mean that I don't let myself get too high. And I don't let myself get too low. I think soberly, like I said earlier. And when we do this, what happens is it causes God to bless us. Our mindset is, I'm not as good as people say I am. But my mindset is, I'm not as bad as people say I am either. And we learn to have this healthy balance. And we're conscious of the fact that we serve an awesome God who's looking for us to have humility of thought. And so we're not chasing off all this stuff that we think we deserve but we live soberly, righteously, holy, and we have a humble heart because God exalts the humble. Amen? Look what he says here. He says, Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, his Father, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant and coming in the likeness of men. We think about this, saints, and we read this scripture, but do you understand and do I understand the mindset that Jesus had? This was his mindset that affected his affections, his will, and his conscience that he, he could have exalted himself, but he chose a late, a lower state. He could have, you know, came in all of his glory, but he chose to take upon himself the form of a man and he made himself of no reputation. And we have to learn the value of this if we're going to walk with Jesus Christ. That it is not about me. It's not about my reputation. It's not about me blowing up. It's not about me becoming popular. It's about him being glorified in my life. And as we do this, we'll see God begin to move. He says that he made himself of no reputation. When you make yourself of no reputation, you stop worrying about people's opinion of you. I don't like that church. I don't like that pastor. I don't like that boss. I don't like that. I don't like that. I don't like that. And what happens is we don't realize that if we don't settle it in our hearts, that you will, you know what? I, I could care less about my reputation. Matter of fact, the Bible says that God would give me a good name. I don't have to go around and try to make it happen. I just want to be obedient to God. And if you look at Jesus Christ, some people love him. Some people hate him. You think he's crying about it? Saints, I know this isn't a shouting message, but I'm going to, keep, I'm going to finish this out because I, I want to say this to you. This is the heart of Christianity. We've had our fancy sermons and fancy messages, Everybody shouting, but can we now get up and begin to live like Jesus? He made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant and coming in the likeness of men and being found in the appearances of man. He humbled himself. This is the mind set that he established and became obedient to the point of death, even to the death of the cross. Death. He humbled himself to the point of death and he became obedient to God. He says, therefore, God also has highly exalted him. And given him the name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of those in heaven and those on the earth and those under the earth. And that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Exaltation never comes before humility. But what I want all of us to see as we get ready to close here, that this Humility that Jesus possessed was not just a humility of external disposition, it was an internal condition of the heart and of the mind. He thought humbly, he thought from a humble standpoint. He was willing to be led, he was willing to be taught, he was willing to be moved with his father's feelings and emotions. He was willing in the garden of Gethsemane to say, not my will, but your will be done. He was willing to become obedient, even if he knew it was going to cost him. His mind was set on it. He thought about it from a conscience standpoint. He was aware of it. He wasn't, it wasn't in him to be pursuing a bunch of stuff. When the devil offered him the kingdoms, it didn't appeal to him because it wasn't in his mindset. It wasn't in his thinking when 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 he had uh the devil tempted him to take bread and do all these things and turn to command the angels to come by it wasn't in him it wasn't a part of his thought process the thought process was that i'm humbling myself before my father and i'm being led by my father to accomplish a task that's going to change people's lives and, and overwhelm the world and this was his thought process but now in the church and in life everybody's after stuff and it's seeped into the church, and it's in the community, and it's, it's all around us. And we have to stop and say, God, help me to develop a humility of mind. That I become teachable, moldable, pliable. That I'm yielded to you. That your way is the right way. And I don't care about what I want. I want what you want. I want your life to be fulfilled in my life. because I don't want to pick my church. You pick my church. I could care less about the children's church and how the ushers treated me and how this person is looking at me. I don't care. All I know is Jesus said I'm supposed to be here and Jesus said I'm supposed to be there. Then Jesus said, and this is where I don't care. (laughs) The body problem with the body of Christ is we become so proud in our thinking that if anybody touches our ego any little bit, who does he tell? He tell me I need to love my wife like Christ loved the church. Who does that God think he is? I don't care what he says. Oh, they try to say we need to give our tithes to God. Who does God, who does he think he is? Oh, the pastor's getting on us because we came to church late. Well, you don't show up for work late. But when it comes time to meeting the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, we show up when we want to and say that the Lord must be, This better be happy I showed up. Say, wait a minute, I'm getting here. I'm going to get here because I'm getting ready to have an encounter with the king. That's a humility of mine. I'm meeting the king this morning. (laughs) Say what I'm saying to you all, and I'm going to say this in closing, saints. It's time for us to get back to humility. And let me say this to us. Us. Let me say this to all of us in this room we are not all that we're just not and all of us should be grateful that jesus chose us and then turned around and said let this mind be in you which was also in christ jesus who being in the form of god thought it not robbery to be equal with god But made himself of no reputation, taking upon himself the form of man. He humbled himself even to the point of death, even the death of the cross. And because of this, God our Father has highly exalted him and given him the name that is above every name. Humility always precedes promotion. But if we walk in the church all high and mighty. We're not going to get very far with God. And so we got to change our thinking. Father, I pray today. For this church and everyone that's watching me online. That God today. That you would deliver us, free us and heal us. From having minds that have been corrupted. Minds that have be- become defiled. Defiled. And minds that have desire to pursue after worldly things. God, you want to bless us. You said seek first the kingdom and all these things will be added to us. We know that. Lord, forgive us for being proud. Forgive us for being arrogant. Forgive us for not being conscious of the value of humility. Forgive us, Lord, for getting our affections all wrapped up in the worldly stuff. Forgive us for having our wills in rebellion against yours. We want to be a church, and we want to be people that our mind is right, that we're not arrogant, proud people. We're humble people in heart and in mind, not just in disposition. And we want the mind of Christ to be our mind. We want to excel because we have the mind of Christ. We want to have unity in our church because we have the mind of Christ. We want to have peace in our marriages because, because, we're, because we're, we're, we're humble people in our homes. We want our children to be humble. We want to, we want to be humble on our jobs. Lord, forget our rights. We want you to be right. And we want your name to be glorified in our lives. I pray right now, I just rebuke every spirit of pride and arrogance, self-exaltation and self-ambition. But we just bind it right now. It's pride that got the devil kicked out of heaven. It's pride that caused him to think that he could be exalted above God. It was pride that caused him to draw people out of heaven and draw angels with him. It was his own selfish pride. God, forgive us and heal us from all pride. We want this mind to be in us, which was also in Christ Jesus. We want this mind to be in us lord through this church right now just begin to sweep through this church lord some of our hindrance is not the devil it's you because we won't let go of pride i pray today that god you would uproot pride from hearts and minds right now in this room and everyone under the sound of your voice that there would be such a release today lord that you would free us lord jesus From every form of pride. That every form of pride. Intellectual pride. Emotional pride. Cultural pride. Even cultural pride. I don't like black people. I don't like white people. Cultural pride. We bind that spirit right now. Of racism. That Lord you would free us right now. And that there would be a humility of mind That would sweep through this church. That God no task would be. Too much for us. No task would be above us or beneath us. God, we thank you today. God, you resist the proud. You give your grace to the humble. We want more grace. That means we got to have more humility. Lord, we thank you. We thank you, Jesus. Lord, break the power of Leviathan. That spirit of pride, that king of pride, break the power of it over the church. Break the power of it, God, and let your Holy Spirit reign. Three things, you guys. If we're going to have our minds renewed. We've got to get into this Bible. The way in which we begin to develop the mind of Christ is by allowing the words of Christ to become our words. You've got to devour this. We have to get in this Bible because in the word of God, God begins to peel back the veil and he begins to establish his mindset in our minds. Number two, saints, we have to develop a prayer life. And this is important because Jesus never made decisions without consulting his father. When he picked his disciples, he went up into the mountain. He prayed all night till he got answers when he was going into different regions he knew what his father's will was through his communion with the father saying you have to pray don't make an emotional decision pray about what you're doing pray about who you're going to marry pray about where you're going to live pray about the job opportunity don't just look for the money don't just just because they're offering you more money doesn't mean that is god can i have an amen? amen we say it must be god because i'm getting a promotion at this place, and, 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 and Minister Adam, I love Minister Adam, he talks about a story. And I know he doesn't mind me telling as Alicia will tell. He had a friend, and the friend went to another place. He was working with this guy, and the guy went to another job. Got the job. He said, I really didn't pray about it. I just thought God was opening a new door. And so when the guy got to the other job, he asked for Adam to come. He said, I didn't really pray about it. He said he got over there to the new job. They're going to give him a raise. He got there, he said, a month or something went by. That guy left, and they basically uh, let Adam go. He said, Pastor, I learned in that process, don't just chase after the money. You got to know that you know you're hearing from God. Well, it was a blessing for us because then I was able to bring him on staff, and so he's here. But having said that, there was still a moment of pain. And, and I say this because we have to be watchful saints. It's just a mindset. Prayer means, Lord, I'm not doing nothing until I consult with you. The last thing, and we're going to pray over some people this morning. The last thing is this, is you have to have a, a system of accountability and counsel in your life. People that are over you in the Lord that you're willing to hear from. And especially as men. Men, you need men speaking into your life. I have a pastor and others that speak into my life. I don't just do stuff. Everybody needs. And as ladies, we need people. Godly people that we know have a, tr- a proven track record of consistency before God. You say, man, I this person is in my life. God placed them in my life to help to be a sounding board before I just make decisions in life. We need a system of accountability and counsel. That's the third thing. If we do that, we're positioning ourselves right, and we're starting to align ourselves with the will of God. Because in the multitude of counselors, there's safety. And it's also a sign of humility. Saints, we got to do this. And I'm saying this as your pastor, because the days are getting darker and people's pride is becoming more and more manifest and the church has to be a place where we come to find the mind of Christ. Lord, we have the mind
1: of Christ. A production of the Well Christian Community. This has been Times of Refreshing with our teacher and pastor, Napoleon Kaufman. As we close out our time together today, we trust and pray our time together has encouraged you in Christ, has encouraged you in your walk and relationship with Him. If it has, we'd love to hear from you. There are a couple of ways you can get a hold of us. By phone, of course, the easiest, 925-292-7800. Again, you can reach us at 925-292-7800. You're also welcome to write to us, address your envelope to the Well Christian Community. 2333 Neeson Drive. That's here in Livermore, California, the zip code 94551. Of course, you can always stop by our website. You can learn all about us at thewellchurch.net. That's thewellchurch.net. You can even take advantage of a few links, one of which will take you to our Facebook page. Or if you're on Facebook, simply look for The Well Christian Community. Don't forget, as you visit our website, take a moment and drop us an email. Let us know you paid us a visit. You can also follow Pastor Napoleon, by the way, on Twitter. His address, at Napoleon Kaufman. All one word, at Napoleon Kaufman. We thank you for spending time with us again today and look forward to seeing you next time we get together as we continue looking at God's Word for times of refreshing.